you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Ready to start your new business? Why wait till the new year to start your plans in action? The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. And it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. There's nothing install, patch, or upgrade ever. A dream. This is MLK, right? This is a this is a human dream. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it reality with Squarespace. Legend. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code AROUND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code AROUND. The Around the NFL podcast is heading to the Super Bowl. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head & Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with Heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Ow! Last show in beautiful California before we hop on a plane and fly into the tundra. How about that? The frozen tundra. That's See, that's Wisconsin, bro. I'm they trying don't to, like that. They I, don't like that. I'm just trying to like warm up to the idea that I'm staring at Dan Hansis wearing... A Dan Hansis shirt, a picture of himself on the shirt. I, well, Dan leads this the. This is fantastic. Dan leads the all-time using the third-person standings on this podcast, like eighty-seven to two. This I don't know who has two, but so wearing your own T-shirt makes sense. Now, let's clear it up for the audience a little bit. This shirt was a gift from a, a really talented illustrator. His name is Electric. Uh, excuse me, Electric. I call him Electric Alexis Frederick Frost. And uh, he he actually sent us some of his children's books that he illustrates that has since become Jack's favorite book ever. Uh, wow. So, so check that out. Uh, the book is called – I'll get a plug in there if it's going to come up. The book is called Ogre's Awake. Oh, it's big in our it's home an too. excellent yeah. book. Anyway, he also drew some – you know, what do they call these? Um, um, Characterization? T-shirts? Caricatures? It's, yeah, it's a yeah. caricature. Uh, of each of us, put it on a T-shirt. I'm They're shooting, great. Yeah, and I'm shooting something a little later today for the our Tuesday Super Bowl show, video show that will air. Uh, we're taping it Tuesday in Minnesota. We'll air on next Friday, a week from uh, Friday. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's part of my costume, okay? Okay. And meanwhile, I, I like- I'm totally cool with it anyway. I'd wear it anyway. <laughs> but I did notice something uh, that nobody has, uh, like, mentioned it 
as they're like walking. Matt Harmon, for instance, the, the fantasy guy, Matt, Matt Harmon. Yeah. Walked by me, kind of his eyes dropped down, didn't say anything, which means he's like, as he's walking by, he's like, oh, what a dude. He's judging you. Yeah. And I mean, That's it's, fine. you know, you're, you're doing it for a, a work mandated video role. It's fine. So you should not be judged, but if people don't know that, yeah. you're going to be heavily judged by at least a few people mm-hmm. in the building. And that that's Harmon's move. He's always just judging us quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, is, is that true? No. Okay. I don't think that's no. true. Maybe we'll get Maddie in in the offseason uh, on the Around the NFL podcast. Big show today. Again, yes, the last show before we head to Minneapolis or Super Bowl week. We can say Super Bowl week again with no punishment, uh, no trips to the NFL media agony chamber. So we are in the clear. Colleen's still in there, actually. She's a wow. little girl. You wonder how much she can take. That's. I'm concerned that maybe we might have taken this too far. Something about it from a human resources side feels a little off. Um, well, no, but- they're the ones that built that place. If I know Colleen, yeah. she's just napping in there. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope it's not the long nap. Today's show, it is Super Bowl week uh, once the calendar turns over. And uh, we're going to do a little Super Bowl week overs and unders. Uh, uh, this is all of us have covered many Super Bowls now. Uh, so we kind of know the, the beats of the week. Uh, and we've seen the Patriots more than enough. Jesus Christ! Another week of the Patriots. Yeah, this will be the fifth. Get Patri- ready. This is the fifth Patriots Super Bowl alone that I've covered. Look at that. How, how about ridiculous? That how about that? It's ridiculous. They're two and two. So this you've you covered know. five Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, because my first one that I covered was the first Giants Patriots in two thousand and eight, right. two thousand seven season. You've covered five Super Bowls for your favorite team. I am almost 38 years old, and my team's never played in the Super Bowl in my lifetime. There is a difference. We've, we've talked about this on the show. <laughs> Wes and I covered Bears-Patriots in January of 1986, by the way, so we've got you beat. You guys are out all night. Snowstorms. Back in the mid-'80s. After we trip. finished our paper routes. little Genesis, some snowstorms. All right. Today's show. Hit the news, what's going on around the league. Uh, we will also, as I said, uh, do the Super Bowl week over under. And, oh, yeah, Kevin Patra, he is in Orlando. You might remember last year they they told Connor Orr, hey, buddy, you're not going to the Super Bowl. We're sending you to the Pro Bowl, which led to, to the song, this song. A man's man got a mortgage. Drinks the brown stuff and rakes up his foliage. An ex-beat man turned my not state ballet. Connor Orlando today, of course. Kevin Patchett doesn't get his own song, but he will be on today's show. We're going to see what's going on uh, with K-Pat. Well, he's, he, he drew the, the better straw here because he's going to the Super Bowl directly after mm. this. After Is a that li- better? A little ro- it's a well, lot of I mean, travel. I, I don't think Connor was super enthused about the idea that he was going to the Pro Bowl instead of the Super Bowl. That You wouldn't pick that combination. Yeah, but both. what I like about P- Patra, he's a grumbler. He's going to be annoyed that he's going to have to go to both for a full week and all that. So we'll check in with him, see where yeah, he's he, at. Yeah, he might grumble. Out of all your musical renditions, that one is by far my favorite. Oh, thank you. Wow. I mean, it's a little I, – I, I don't want to slight Kim DJ, but, <laughs> but the Connor Orlando today is – I don't know. It just strikes me. I really appreciate that, Wes. All right. <laughs> let's get to it. Let's do some news. If you're going to compete against me, you better be willing to give up your life because I'm giving up mine. That was the first episode of the Tom versus Time Facebook series. 
handmade for you. I well, I'm gonna watch it because I'm interested, just like behind the scenes of Tom Brady. But can we calm down a little bit with the histrionics of that? Like, I'm willing to give up my life. Yeah, I don't know about the context of that quote, about? but Jesus complex, anyone? <laughs> it's like, what are you really like? Bit much giving up. He he was saying, and I it. It's a smart point saying basically everything Greg swoops you choose in. to <laughs> everything you choose to do is essentially choosing not to do something else and vice versa. And he's saying that, you know, you got to you got to make choices. So what's he giving up, though? Like, I don't know. Nachos, kids, life. But he, he no, he very quickly likes to show that he spends all this time yeah. with his kids, too. He's 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 not completely unbalanced where he's hidden alone. And it's a little here's the thing. It's a little condescending to the other human beings that are pro football quarterbacks and we get it, you're the best, but it's basically putting all of them, you just don't really well, understand like I do. Well, I mean, the rest of us that have I'll careers. even leave it just to quarterbacks, yeah. but sure, the rest of us. Very unselfish of him to sacrifice losing football games. <laughs> That's what he's cut out of. But I, but I don't doubt that he cuts out more of his life than all of us or most NFL quarterbacks and, and is kind of a, has a one-dimensional life on some, not, but I'm not totally. Really, in, all, in all seriousness, I'm asking you, what is he really cutting out? He's My not cutting is- out a life of luxury where he has everything he needs Still around him. A vacation. lot of other people. How yeah. about how about someone working three jobs just to put sure. food on the table? They're not doing what they want to Laziness do. Laziness is something he's cut out of his life. The ability okay. to take like an hour just to do whatever you want and yeah. do nothing. He's cut that out. Just like yeah. certain foods that he would enjoy, he's right. cut out. Nachos. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of it is like the ability to have free time to use it. He your goes to bed early so instead like, of obsessing over being the best football player you could possibly be. He's like cutting out Fallon, SNL, but you could DVR all that. That's all. I don't know. I don't know Just if he's watching much. Yeah. DVR. It was a very boring first episode. But you can <laughs> you can skip ahead to episode two. There was not much, and I love. I'll watch. I'll watch it regardless. Oh, I'll definitely be watching. But the whole thing. there wasn't much to it. Uh, and here's something that's interesting. Cowboys VP Stephen Jones, son of Jera, has not been pulling any punches uh, in the media. When asked about Dez, he was on the Hanging with the Boys podcast, which Wes, I know you are a subscriber. It's on DallasCowboys.com. I didn't know it was about the Cowboys. Hanging with the boys, bro. Uh, he had this to say when asked about Bryant's well-known sideline antics. You know, the other thing that uh, uh, we all see, uh, it's uh, certainly visible to anyone who uh, watches our games, watches our sideline, is uh, Des is certainly a fiery guy. Right, right. Uh, plays with a lot of emotion, both on and off the field. And uh Sometimes that can be a distraction. It can be a distraction for dads. It can be a distraction for other teammates. And uh, we just have to, uh, you know, really get our hands around where uh, when you put all the, uh, the full body of work together, where that's headed. And, of course, uh, uh, we pay dads a lot of money. And yes. He knows that. Uh, he's as aware of it as anybody uh, when he <laughs> talks to Jerry and myself. Right. And, you know, he knows when you get paid that kind of money, there's high expectations in terms of the productivity, as you mentioned. And so those are all things that we have to look at as a team, as an organization, when we uh, start to put our team together for next year. Mark, is Des done in Dallas? Well, I mean, Des Bryant made it very clear in probably what were emotional locker room comments late in the season after the Cowboys season was basically kaput, saying, no, I'm not going to take, I'm great, I'm not going to take a pay cut. And he's got a $16.5 million cap hit. And this, to me, feels a little bit like setting the table to say that we understand you aren't the Des Bryant of old. By the way, some of the uh, baggage that comes with the Des Bryant experience is still part of what we're dealing with. So 
when we're going to ask you to take a pay cut, it's not coming out of nowhere. At the same time, I don't know if Brian will want to do it. I, I, how do you pay this guy the third highest among wide receivers going into next season? The last time he had a thousand yard season, Peyton Manning and Colin Kaepernick were good at football. <laughs> I, in You're a right. while, and and it's it's kind of annoying because uh, and sad because he was so fun and explosive and and he was such he had such a great rapport with Tony Romo and it simply hasn't translated. I think it's been a combination of two things: the chemistry is not the same with Romo, and then Dez's ability maybe through injuries and bumps and bruises through the years it caught up to him. We're accepting you into the scientists. Uh, society. Wow. Because what? a year ago or for a year and a half ago at this time, <laughs> shut up, Greg. You Go went ahead, out Russ. on a limb and said, I don't think Des is ever going to be the same after that Ew. foot surgery. And I cast a sideways <laughs> glance or two at you and, like, where are you getting this? Is, is this just Zeuser intuition here or what? But it turned out to be. Dead on. So I'm the only one not in the science. <laughs> You're already now, in. I'm already in. Well, that's already news in. to me. It, well, I, don't now, think, I don't think Greg agrees with the idea that no, either I, Dan I, or Mark would be fun. in this come, little Come down club. to the lab. It's been getting dusty. There hasn't yeah. been a lot of work uh, been getting done that, there. We need to catch up with the offseason coming up. I like it upstairs, like the kitchen that's right above the steps that lead to the basin, <laughs> hanging out there. Uh, in other news, so we'll see. That's going to be a big story to track. By the way, this is a thing. I can already see it's already happening. Every time Des Bryant speaks or anyone speaks oh. about Des Bryant, it is a post on our website. This is the story that no one can unhook themselves from, and this is why I don't enjoy Des Bryant. Yeah, and Leading so, total access. Some skill sets don't age well. His might be one of those. But you know, part of those comments where Steve jo- Stephen Jones, when asked about it, was, you know what Jerry thinks of Jones? He loves him like a son. He really loves Des. So it's almost like Stephen Jones is separating him. Like, yes. yeah, Dad is just kind of emotionally attached. I guess we're going to have to, we might have to just keep paying him. Mean- meanwhile, I looked uh, quickly at the cap numbers. You know, he's to 16.5 million cap number. Uh, one of their highest cap numbers next year, 8.9 million for Tony Romo. So that... That's still hurting them. Hmm. Next year. Um, <laughs> I think Steven and Jarrah are playing a little good cop, bad cop. I think so, too. And I don't Ooh. think Des Bryant's back. Ooh. I think they're, they're – I could see them drafting. They're, they're building a little paper file here. Yeah. Like, we've been whispering all offseason about it. In that. other news, yes, we will be talking with Kevin Patra. Uh, he spoke with Le'Veon Bell, who's at the Pro Bowl in Orlando. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Talk about ATN Insider Intrepid here. Intrepid reporter, Kevin Patrick. Nice job. Uh, anyway, he told Patra that he is confident that a long-term deal will get done with the Steelers. And there is, I guess, there's been reports that there's some some belief that uh, all this talk about he's, oh, Lev, I'm going to sit out a year and the Steelers aren't going to blink, that when this when everything uh, turns over and toward a new season, he'll be under contract. Uh, and that would probably make sense, right? I love the changing of the guard among NFL insiders here. You've got Peter King on Twitter throwing out s- speculation that Lev Bell's going to sign with the Raiders. Mm. Everybody's assuming that because he missed the walkthrough, he's not going to be back with the Steelers. And there's Patcher with boots on the, yep. ground, on the ground. Getting the story. On the ground. Up. He's just changing the whole nature of the story. Kevin Patcher is. Although he's shaping it. You could read between the lines and think maybe Lev Bell's realizing – you know, the, the Steelers aren't necessarily going to give him everything that he wants, and he has to kind of throw it out there that, yeah, I, I want to be. I want to be. He's the... manipulating Kevin Patra? I mean, no one can do that. <laughs> no That's one. true. <laughs> never happened, never will happen. Uh, in other news, Josh McCown was at NFL Network. Deeker, who is um, a fine woman behind the scenes here at the NFL Network, uh, contacted me on our instant messaging client. It's like, you got you to gotta get in, say hi to Josh McCown. You got to say, I was like, meh. I'm good. Really? Tara Deeker. Tara. 
Our very own Jeremy Bergman from downstairs interviewed him, and, and my first question was, does the hair on Josh McCown, I feel like he could have been you know, the se- seventh or eighth le- uh, person in Mad Men if they were looking for new characters back then. He has an old like feel to him. Yeah, he does. And Bergman, I- I've been Drago. Yeah, absolutely. And Bergman said yeah. that you know it was impressive, but uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I thought he said it could have used a little bit uh, of gel, little product, a little bit. Maybe yes, little well, he does which that. He, he does that he does post game, but you know yeah. he's showing up to NFL. What a sharp looking. Oh yeah, I mean his his jaw could be like the fifth member of this podcast. That thing's a force <laughs> of nature. Anyway, so uh, McCown was on our flagship program on NFL Network, Total Access, and uh, he wants to keep playing, and he'd like it to be with the Jets. Here's what Josh had to say. Right now, that's how it's looking at this time of the, the year. I go through those conversations with my family and, uh, and you know, talk with them through that and pray through that. And, uh, but, you know, where we're at right now, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I want to play. So I'm looking forward to, to the next few months, seeing what happens, and, uh, you know, I'll be ready to go. I'd be surprised if he's back with the Jets the more I think about it because I really think the Jets are going to come out of this draft and free agency with a, a new option at quarterback. And, Wes, the other, the other reason I think that is McCown – he played so well before he got hurt last year. Why does he want to be somebody's just like mentor? Can't he get a job somewhere? No. I think he's a bridge quarterback. I think everyone knows he's a bridge quarterback and nobody but There's sh- a market for bridge quarterbacks. Yeah, but I, nobody should trust Josh McCown to play 16 games. He plays with a reckless playing style. He's he's injured quite a bit as Mark knows from the Cleveland days. I see him as a guy who makes a ton of sense for the Jets. They have so much respect for him. And this is a draft where a guy like Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen could could definitely fall to number six. I don't know if I'm Kirk Cousins if I want to go to the Jets or somewhere like that, even if I'm free. There are going to be a lot fewer bridge quarterback opportunities after this draft, I think. And unless, unless some of these teams look at these quarterbacks and say, and this is possible, not ready in year one, so you're going to get the Kirk Cousins, the Alex Smiths. But the Jets, to me, I mean – if, if they bring back McCown, it better be because they've drafted Baker Mayfield or someone who they want to rest for a year. We talked about this yesterday, Dan. Yeah. They, this is, these teams, the Jets, the Browns, all these QB needy teams, maybe even the Broncos, this is your time. You don't have another, you can't float around with some fill-in-the-blank veteran under center. I never put anything past the Jets in terms of messing things up, but it, it seems to be no chance. They'll just be like, oh, Josh, he's our quarterback next year. They kind of did that this year. I think they'll, they're going to have a young guy. Worked out. Or if the rest of the, you know. Well, it actually worked against them if you really want to keep it real. They almost would need he to. Played well, he they, played well enough to give them five wins when they probably would have been better off winning two or three. But he he like, played well enough if, if like, the team around him was great. Like, they could have been a winning team. A Keenum-esque situation, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, he played. He played that well. And have we even mentioned that John Morton got fired? By the way, that we have not. We didn't pick that factor there. They that makes it less likely to me that they would bring McCown back. Now they they promoted Jeremy uh, Bates, who's been a who was his quarterback quarterback coach, coach, but it is a changing of the guard, and it was a surprising firing. It he was. is 38, and I always said when it's like, oh, you know, th- he's not a true 38 because he sat on the bench. No, he's like, 38. He is because he's still – he's as brittle as they come on some level. There's always something he's, happening to him. He's definitely a true 38. We're talking about a guy who was coaching high school football five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Case Keenum, had such a special year with the Vikings – Everything fell apart for that team last Sunday, but still Keenum was one of the great stories of the year. You would think that would lock him in with the Vikings, but slow your roll, Mark, specifically. Just stop assuming that, Mark. Stop being I will. So well, I, you know, you guys are down in your – the three of you now are all down in the scientist lab. I'm upstairs <laughs> just throwing darts. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> when when uh, 
Mike Zimmer spoke in his end-of-year press conference when asked if Keenum deserved to be the team's signal caller next year. His response was, quote, we're going to work through the process. Now, yes, obvious coach speak, uh, Greg, obvious coach speak, but at the same time, don't you think Case Keenum maybe deserves a little bit more than coach speak in that spot? What a year he had. Yes, but I'm not surprised based on Zimmer's public comments throughout the season, and I'm not surprised based on some not so, you know, reading between the lines comments from insiders throughout the season where they made it clear that Zimmer, I don't know, ever really embraced the idea of Keenum as like a long-term quarterback. Nor should he. Right. He's but, been and he's considered not, a backup his whole career, and just because... He's not one to BS. It, it was a right. perfect storm for him with Pat Shermer as coordinator, great wide receiver core, solid offensive line, solid running game. Everything went as perfectly as it could for Case Keenum. You can't bet $20 million a year on that happening again. Yeah, I feel like bad teams, and it's not to downplay what Keenum did this season, you could overreact to one good year on the cusp of a 30-year-old you know, quarterback campaign and massively overpay him, and then he comes back down to earth with a new coordinator, and you're stuck with that contract. But so- didn't we just spend last week having the conversation that it's not fair? to call Case Keenum or put him in the category of Nick Foles because Case Keenum has proven this year that he's an actual player and a guy that's a major reason for their success. I feel like after one loss, now we're willing to knock, knock him back down. I, I just think it's just because, another guy. I think it's because we've seen this before with certain quarterbacks. It's, it's in sharp contrast to when Alex Flanagan from NFL Network interviewed John Lynch yesterday about the idea of bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo, which is obviously going to happen. And John Lynch, you know, he's got a quarterback with a contract situation coming up, and there was no hedging the bets. It was like, oh, That's he wants it. We, well, but, but they found a franchise quarterback, right. and from top to bottom, everyone believes it. I think, as Greg pointed out, with Keenum, there isn't a belief top to bottom. This is the same GM that drafted Teddy Bridgewater, and the same coach was there when they did it. I mean, there are other Apple, other you know, irons in the well, fire. It's, here. it's complicated because other there, all you need is one team that wants to pay Case Keenum a lot of money. Well, and in Vikings, this market, you would think there will be one. I think the Vikings have more options than Case Keenum has options, especially when Dave Gettleman comes out and says we're keeping Eli Manning for 2018. So you're not following Pat Shermer to the Giants. That's one avenue that's closed down. And the Vikings have Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater as options, too. Lindsay, question. See. If I asked you which player in the NFL moved the most merchandise in the NFL shop in the 2017 season, who would you say it was? Who would you guess? Uh, That's a great question. Do you want a hint? No, no. Give her a shot. Uh, Just one hint. It's not Mike Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a hint. It's a quarterback. I would say Carson Wentz. You nailed it. Wow. Fulton for the win. Carson Wentz was the number one merch mover. That's jerseys and all other articles associated with a player's name and likeness. According to NFL Shop, data delivered directly to the ATN Insider. Wow. Yeah. If you want the truth, go to the Zeus. Oh, I thought you meant Kevin Patterson. Hit me up. Hit there, me up. There's boys. another third person for the scoreboard. It's up to 87. I'm, I'm literally wearing a shirt with my own <laughs> picture on it. Kevin Patrick. Wentz was the number one seller th- this season, uh, spanning September 1st <laughs> through January 18th. Uh, he was not the number one mover in terms of who sold in the, mo- in the most states. 
Tommy Boy Brady sold in 10 states. It was the number one seller, all six New England states, but also New York. A lot of people. Oh, where he was the number one seller. I was yeah, thinking he was seller. able to sell a jersey in, you know, yeah. Wyoming or something. Uh, at least I, one guy. New York. And like, oh, why? How could that happen in New York? Look at a map. New York's entire east side borders New England, yeah. and it's a bad time for the Jets and the Giants. Well, how Maybe many? Not, not so hot I, either right now. All these Patriots fans, I would have assumed, already defensive. have a Tom Brady jersey. Yeah. Or are you buying it for your kids? It's like you're into the second and third generation of Patriots fans just bathing in glory. So you're buying jerseys for the next wave of family members. Not, Yeah, well, that's true. My son Walker seems to be a Patriots fan. He's definitely getting on board. Nice. So I could get him one. Uh, evil continues. I love Tom Brady. Not defensive about New York, Greg, but a lot of people don't understand what New York really is, how huge it is, and how much of it could not be further removed from actually like the New York City area. Sure. Uh, anyway, also, Brady was number one in Indiana, Florida, Hawaii, uh, and those New England states. And um, Wentz, Wentz was number one uh, in states ranging from Jersey to Kentucky to North Dakota, where he played ball, I believe, in Montana. He was also number one in the District of Columbia. President weird. and quarterback are the two most important positions in this country, and Wentz and Brady have better <laughs> years than the president. Wow. All right, that's fair. And some other surprises. This, Greg, these are for you. I know you love these little nugs. Okay. Some hot nugs for you right here. <laughs> Alvin Kamara outsold Drew Brees in Louisiana. Number one, Kamara. Bad news for you, Mark. Antonio Brown, We're number one Kamara. in Ohio. We're going Kamara. Not Kamara? Kamara. Kamara. Whatever, guys. Antonio Brown, number one in Ohio, Mark. How about that? I mean, I, 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 I can't almost bl- – what, what jersey do you buy as a Browns fan? I thought Miles Garrett would have a chance. but We got the Bengals, too. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, Kristen, Christian McCaffrey beat out Cam Newton for number one. Hmm. Deshaun Watson, number one in South Carolina. Clemson well, the rookies edge. have a, an inherent edge, I suppose. Yeah. Sure. Right. And, but then Brady doesn't matter. He's in his 18th, 19th. I mean, he's, he's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. It's true. Anyway, so that's, that's – I love that's, Tom Brady. That's fun. A little merch talk in a big spot. And finally, the XFL is back. Remember the XFL, right? I, I watched the opening uh, inaugural game of, of the XFL in New York City when it, it came. It was awful. It was terrible. And About you, five minutes in, you knew that you had been uh, sold a bill of goods. <laughs> what year it was? It was 01? It I was, think I remember where I was, too. 2000? It was the fall, the fall or spring of 2000, I believe it was. It, well, it launched in 99, like announced. So I think, yeah, 2000, the following season. But here's what's amazing to me. So Vince McMahon, who runs WWE, uh, confirmed this just before our show today on Thursday that he will be relaunching the XFL. He hopes to have the league off the ground by January 2020. Uh, my question, and this is, and we're going to, again, I'll have to ask Lindsay her thoughts on this. Lindsay, a monster professional wrestling fan. That was a huge disaster 20 years ago. And I know there's a lot of reasons um, why Vince McMahon, like he thought at the end of the 90s, why it would work. And I know he's changing up the model a little bit. He doesn't want to take on the NFL, but I don't care when you're doing it in the season, you're taking on the NFL. What, what's going to change this time compared to last time? Lindsay? Well, I, I didn't really watch it the first time. I was like the rest of the world where I watched the first one and never cared about it again. Right. And, I mean, the one thing that stood out to me in his press conference was that he said he wants to make this all about the fans and listen to the fans. But 
Be careful. He, he does. That. He does a horrible job with that with WWE, and it's almost Ooh. like he does the exact opposite of what everybody wants in WWE. Now he did in he did start up a whole new company just to franchise or to um, to be able to raise money for this venture, and he says it has absolutely nothing to do with WWE. So. I, I imagine that's the one thing that will be different because they they kind of intermixed. Well, they're not yeah they're not attached at right. all this time. Right, so that's that's the one thing. Well, if he's running it though, that's like saying. Well, he I, said there will be he's no the guy who runs the NFL and he's running this, so he's attached. I guess is my point. Right, but he like, said that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the only why is it now? I mean. It's absurd. A lot of absurd things are announced and uh, dove into every month of every year. So, I, I, it, sure, it's happening again. But there's this is the season where there's a distinct backlash from parts right. of our country against the NFL. And he's talking about, hey, our players are not going to have... He said, no one with a DUI will be allowed in the XFL. No one with X, Y, and Z. Everything that you can't stand no about the NFL, we're going to embrace your voice. And it's a pocket of fans, and it's a rather large pocket in part of this country. Maybe that's where you're hoping it starts with. You know what? I'm starting to piece this together in real time. He's also a staunch conservative. He's going to learn, lean into the conservative values end of this, the people that have been turned off by the NFL and the anthem, and that's where, like, oh, no thugs with DUIs. He's gonna, he wants to play that type of angle and maybe get tr- traction uh, I don't know, from Trump America? I, maybe that's, that's his power play here? That's definitely one angle. There's a second angle that, in my opinion, the NFL um, used to be the vanguard of changing rules to make the product more entertaining up until a few years ago. And now, the last few years, they do not make it more entertaining. The catch rule is a major issue. Instant replay is a major issue. And one of Vince McMahon's goals is to make a two-hour game with an easy catch rule. And to me, that's that's what this league is going to face plant. It's absolutely going to face plant. <laughs> but the good that can come out of it is forcing the NFL to look in the mirror on some of its bad roles. Yeah, th- I think there's always been a possibility and maybe even a need for another football league, whether it was run by the NFL or not, it doesn't make sense that by far the most popular, and you said, you know, it's a, it's a vocal uh, contingent against the NFL this year. Ultimately it's still dwarfing everything else on the, the television dial actually by a bigger percentage than it ever has because all scripted programming is down so much for something that popular. You would think you could have some sort of minor league or developmental league or another thing. But I remember when I worked at pro football talk, we, we spent like two years writing about the buildup to the UFL. I don't know if anyone remembers like the, I don't even. Josh McCown played in the yeah, UFL. Jay Gruden, I believe, was a coach in the UFL. It's like, and Jim then Fossil. and then it got there, and no one cared, and it, nothing well, ever happened. And listening to McMahon's press conference and what he said, it's very everything is very vague. He really has no plans yet. It's like eight cities. That's about all he knows. We're gonna it. we're gonna go listening. He says we're gonna go listen to the fans, hear what they want, and then figure it out. I mean, last time, what you forget is that they, it was Dick Ebersole and NBC that partnered directly to put these games on prime time on real television. And you're not gonna have that this time around for, at this point, at least. And but I do like some of the stuff they did. It was a massive disaster. But the way they opened games, there was no kickoff. It was two guys scrambling for the ball. They yeah, got rid I, of that almost. 
almost immediately. But I mean, they, they tried this stuff right yeah. away. And I remember, like, honestly, watching with a bunch of, like, guys in this bar because it was there was a lot of juice around it. It was around, February 2001, a week after. There you go. Like, eight minutes into the first quarter, we, like, all just went back to our drinks. Right. And, like, it was like, oh, this is a mess. Well, the whole – the hook of it the first time around – Tommy Maddox played in it. Was – no, this isn't sissy football. It's like you're gonna get killed. No fair catches. You got a no kickoff scramble for the ball. I think the first scramble, a guy blew out his knee. I mean, it couldn't have been a bigger disaster. And it's a thirty for thirty. If you're interested in the history, if you're a little younger and you don't know what the XFL was all about, check it out. Um, Johnny oh. Manziel wants to play. He immediately tweeted out, but he can't because XFL has 20, a criminal record. Well, maybe Kurt, maybe going once you're in you can't have a DUI. But I'll say that Oh, well, if you're already creating they, I why that works though? That. You have to you have to get two or three of those glue guys that would make us right. us go watch it. If Johnny Manziel was in the XFL, I would turn on to watch well, it. Well, McMahon quickly threw out like this will be a home for Tim Tebow if he wants to play. So he knows what he's doing. He's trying to He would those, also in names. a heartbeat bend that rule to get Johnny Manziel into the league. I was going to say. Vince McMahon not known like as the backbone of integrity. <laughs> I yeah. I, I I don't know what the rules are. I if there is an XFL, if it actually happens, <laughs> I would I would bet strongly that Johnny Manziel like played. Manziel like how has that not happened? He Manziel would be the face of the league. league. He's the MVP. He gets an obvious DUI on the way back from like one of the games. <laughs> There's no way he's gonna leave the league. The, they might even swipe it under the They've got to get one of those guys almost for every team. Someone that we a quarterback that we all remember. That's what they should do. They should have Kaepernick. Each team. Kaepernick. Each team. Well, that's not going to fit with Are you. Kidding that, me? With that no family. Way. No. He doesn't want anything to do with Kaepernick. No. This league exists because for people who don't like the NFL because of Kaepernick. Right. It, uh, he's trying Let to me say introduce you to the concept of pro wrestling. Right. You're going to have evil guys and well, good guys. McMahon said. <laughs> For what it's worth, there will be no politics. No, I'm not in getting to politics. And and I at least we should stand up, uh, stick up for Colin Kaepernick here. There's no way Colin Kaepernick would ever play in this league no, in, in the first place. Nope. So let's give him a little credit. That's true. What about like RG3 and Ocho Cinco? Yeah, they, I, they I, that, like they that kind of stuff. You get closer where if they want to play and they're not going to get an NFL role. Ojo Cinco right now could draw like six fans to a league. Oh. Also, no way. He's got a crazy following on Twitter. Nobody's watching like a 40-something-year-old Chad Ocho Cinco fumble balls around it's the field. It's got to be the quarterback position. Also a, a domestic violence history, so I guess that would oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, eliminate out. him. He's going forward. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. <laughs> Moving on. That's what's happening in the news. All right, Super Bowl week overs and unders. So we're going to throw out some scenarios um, and uh, offer a over-under, and then we'll go around the room. I'll get it going. Mark was furiously pointing someone else start. Well, I have an odd one that I think would throw the tone <laughs> of the game off. I know of gate, so. how you well, work, we've, Mark. we've played these. <laughs> All right. We, I know how this goes. I think the listener would be like, I've got a, some XFL reading to catch any, up on. If any I of these type of, when we play these games, I know never to start with you because yours will always be a lot different. So I, we, we warm up to Sessler in these scenarios. I got you. I got your back, buddy. This is going. This part's going into the show. What you just explained. <laughs> I got it. Baby. Yeah, I, I'll throw out a very like straight sort of football one. Yes. Dan does one. You know, it's kind of funny. Like edging but, away but, a little well, football. We, we didn't and then want... you have something that includes the end of the world. We yes. did not want to do all football. We talked about that also with this. Like, so right. Greg or Wes, straight one. Dan, oh, Dan's a little reverent. And then Mark, an asteroid hits the Earth. You are, listen, you are, you, it was commanded that we don't dip entirely into football scenarios commanded. here. We're not, we can say Super Bowl, but it's not our, you know, our only option here. All right, here we go. 
All right, why don't we go through our old our old ways? So why don't you get us going, Greg, with something very close to the best? All right, I'll uh, I'll start over over. This is un- how you know, by the way, we've been doing our show too long. Uh, over under Thursday night. It's not a it's not a numbers thing. Over under Thursday night, we know the status of Rob Gronkowski for the game by Thursday of next week. Thursday night of Super Bowl week. I'll take the. We know his status. We we know f- for sure whether he's playing or not. Third- so under would be like under Wednesday. would be we know before that. I'll take the under. I will too because if he's actively practicing and he's out of the protocol, he's playing. So well, I'll take the, the under. Patriots. It's over. Often- Even if he's practicing, they're probably going to list him as questionable. Oh, well, so a lot of times that protocol goes right up until Friday or Saturday. That's why I chose Thursday I, I, night. Yeah. I mean, then I would go over too because I think the thing. Are we talking? No, we're talking. About the assumption is, oh, it's everyone in the building. It's like, of course he's playing. Like even if they list Rap, everyone questions. Rap sheet and Tom Kern will have this by Wednesday. Oh, right. Good Tom but, Kern well, pop. Are you saying? No, I don't think the, the Patriots, Patriots are going to say it, it though. I'm never saying say we it. know. We know for sure. We if know. if if Ian had reported it definitively, that would count. That we would, know. Oh, we know that's under. Different. Under. I'm taking the under. Okay. So you're coming. Is it Ian specifically or any anyone, insider that anyone, we trust? Anyone. Anyone we trust. Kevin Patrick. Yeah, I'll take the under. Bill Gates. Right. I mean, yeah. And he's playing. Come on. I mean, we hear yeah, Zeus. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think we the know. The ATN insider, playing. but how many players have has uh, Zeus talked to this year? Patra's out there with boots on the ground. How many have I talked? And I talk to people behind the scenes. Okay. Concussions are tricky. You just don't know. Like, you're either cleared or you're not. There's not. You can't fudge it. Most guys, though, come back after. Right, but it, but you never know when it's going to strike right. somebody it's, funny. It, it's tricky for Gronk because he has such like a low baseline of like he generally seems concussed anyhow. This is a bit. <laughs> They're doing the bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. I'll do kind of a straight one too. Over under. Here we go. Percentage of Eagles fans against the capacity in attendance at U.S. Bank Stadium for Super Bowl Fifty Two. I'll set the over under sixty six point six percent. Well, we'll never get this actual and, number, but it's a fun topic. Here we go. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're never going to know how, how who's going to decide. Dan's going to eyeball you, it for Do us. you feel validated? I'll do the Dan? eyeball test. Yeah. Six, let me just give you a little context. I, I did some math. Uh, nailed it. 67,000 approximately uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium. 66.6% would be about 45K of that 67 Eagles fans. Over, under... 45,000 Eagles fans in attendance. I'm going under because I think you have to remember that a lot of fans aren't going to be fans of either the Patriots or the Eagles. That's part of it. A lot of people are just going to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go under for that reason. I do think there will be more Eagles than Patriots by quite a bit. I'll I'll go under. I think that you're not super far off, but there is a memory of when they were in Arizona and they showed Belichick coming down the tunnel and people went nuts booing him. And I thought... This crowd is so heavy Seahawks right now. It's a little, but then they showed Brady and the place exploded. And there's a lot of neutral fans in there that love Tom Brady. We just heard about the jerseys. I so love Tom Brady. I'm going. I'm going under. Baby. I'm going way, way under. I wouldn't even say two thirds uh, yeah. Eagles. All, it'll Patriots. be total Pats. Fandom. No, I would say there'll be more Eagles fans, but it's a huge percentage, which is really neither. I mean, that's got to be a minimum. 
25 30%, which is neither. And the Seems Patriots high. fans have showed up. Last year, they, they certainly, not that the Falcons are a great fan base uh, in terms of having huge numbers, but the, the Patriots fans have showed up. When the, the Falcons went, Falcons fans, and it's not their fault, went utterly quiet for the final third of the game because the, they were in awe. They were next to the they case behind it for me is at, at what point has everyone in New England that's wanted to go to a Super Bowl gone or <laughs> – true. You know, if you're going to make choices, if you've already gone once or twice, and if you're somebody that loves the Patriots and go to the Super Bowl, you've probably done it by now at least once. Are you going to go to Minneapolis? When you're thinking to yourself, oh, they'll probably be back and I can just shoot down to Atlanta next year or two years from now when they're back again, I'll go see them in Miami. I already saw them twice in the last 12 years. fair X factor. 15 years. Meanwhile, the Eagles fans, these people are crazy. I mean, Colleen's insane. Like this idea that they have this opportunity to win a Super Bowl, I feel like they're going to flood the market. That's that's why I think that. And there has been a, a Patriots fan belief, I think, with the last two, that this is the last one, so we better go get to it. But now I think that's eroded. Yeah, all right. We're getting closer to Mark's. Wes, you're... Don't oversell mine. <laughs> that's a bad way to do it. Inching our way to Sessler. <laughs> Over, under... Think pieces on Ernie Adams, whom David Halberstam called Belichick's Belichick. Mm-hmm. In a year where situational football and the Patriots go uh, beat everyone at the final buzzer, how many think pieces on Ernie Adams? And, all right, so like, entire, give us one. Like in terms of where they would be uh, housed on like any website anywhere <laughs> or like the top 20 football websites potentially? I would or? say any national website or – Boston Globe, Boston Media. Or and would this be television featurettes? As Wait, has well? anyone in this room ever written an Ernie Adams piece? Not I yet. feel like so- hasn't, hasn't someone from around the NFL at one point written an Ernie Adams piece? There's now? a definitive piece written by Wright Thompson, I believe, in 2008 or 2009. I think Dan Shaughnessy's written about him. And in both of these pieces, basically no information comes to light because he's that much. <laughs> he's cloak and dagger. Like nobody knows what he does. They once put players in, in Boston once put up a picture of him in a team meeting with the caption, does anybody know what this guy does? <laughs> Who is he again? What Wait, you have to give a number, say? though. You can't just Two. say over under. Oh, he's been he, Belichick's like tight coaching friend for decades and decades and decades. And he's on the staff? He's, he's almost like yeah. special projects, and he's been credited with some crazy stuff over the years. He's also been golly. like a – yeah, he, he's also been like in his times away from football, like a masterful hedge fund manager who just – he's a rainmaker who makes people he's, tons of he's money. The guy Belichick bounces stuff off, and it sounds like during the game he does some game management. He, you know, oh, he, different, different coaches he's have their game analytics guy. He, like, uh, guys, and he's yeah. one of them. Wait, they, so what are you – putting the over under at them. I'm setting it at two. It's probably gonna be way over, I would think. Right? I, I well Six I will go I'll seven. go over because there's just an insane amount of media out there and it again I think it's like this may be the last time you get a Super Bowl thing piece on Ernie Adams. Probably will just probably be not, next though. year. Probably yeah. just be next year but I'm gonna I'm go gonna over. go I'm gonna go under just based on just to uh, get the Patriots fans all right up, I noticed at the NFL.com planning, it's like there's a lot more enthusiasm to write about the Eagles. Feels like a lot more Eagles content coming because everyone's tired of writing about the Patriots. What well, can you write about the Pats? Yeah. And that actually, to me, trends toward writing about Ernie Adams, something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. I'm going to write three Ernie Adams pieces just as <laughs> Just so you can win. I'm going I like under. it. I'm going under. I like Out it. of spite. Uh, all right, Mark, you're up. All right. A lot of, I'm already hearing a lot of bitching about the weather. Uh, from me, but from others too. Yeah, many. And a lot of people, I think, there's just a general concern about what it is that we're flying into. So mine is a weather-based one, and it's the combined tally of how many times the Around the NFL podcast crew, the four of us and Colleen, 
complains about the weather during Super Bowl week in Minnesota. This includes nitpicks about dangerously <laughs> low temperatures, wind chill, wind gusts, snowfall, piles of snow on the ground, snow fields, freezing rain, sleet, stepping in Arctic puddles, getting splashed with waves of freezing water, the result of passing cars on the street. This also includes complaints about slipping on icy stairs, slamming one's skull into the godless concrete after a perilous fall on the sidewalk, being hit with snowballs by snickering passerby, being mocked by children in school buses as your work papers blow away in the wind. This includes bemoaning one's lack of proper footwear, verbally wishing one was tucked away in a desert island, bitching about your left foot being wet after stepping into a small stream of gushing wastewater at the corner of Ginger and Oxagon Streets. This includes telling everyone around you that you don't believe in the scarf as a fashion statement, but wished you had actually purchased winter wear before flying from Los Angeles, complaining about an Uber that's outrageously two minutes away and kind of doing that thing where it spins around on the street, kind of lost on the app while your lips turn purple-blue in a North American wilderness bitten by temperatures just a tad below springtime on Mars, putting the over-under at 110. Well, that just what you just described sounded like a morning with Mark Sessler. That's Tuesday morning. <laughs> uh, will I be the only one complaining... Here and there. Well, at first, I was going to ask, does this count on air? But now I realize it's everything. It's everything. It's I'm, not on the podcast because we should be. Pre- it's no. It's when we're walking to okay, and yeah. from. Because we, should, we can- should have a rule like not saying the word Super Bowl that we're not allowed to say any of that even once. That affects on the my over under, Greg. So no. Uh, by penalty, but speak freely. Off air, it's going to happen a lot. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I might complain 110 times myself i'm all skin and bones i get cold if a if a breeze blows through this podcast studio i mean uh i famously yeah. have been called the strong and silent type so that's true i'm gonna keep it under you know you just deal with it and see you guys aren't being pros out. though i'm actually checking the weather it might be unseasonably warm you don't know let's so see it might be 27 let's see let's see the highs oh the high on monday is 15 what oh five but here's the good news it's gonna be sunny 15. I hate sun in that weather. 28. These are, the, these are the highs. 15, 28, 33, 12, 9. It's going to be a high of 9 oh, on we've Friday. Got some negatives in here for There's lows. There's some lows. Yeah, lows are, they're negative. Here's one, one And factor. on Super Bowl Sunday, 11 degrees. It is a lot of tunnels and, and walkways. Are you oh, kidding me? Well, saying, we're, we're already complaining. Yeah. Over, over, over. <laughs> I just we're, don't want to die. We're staying out. We one underrated factor is we're staying out near where all the press conferences are, where Radio Row is, the Mall of America. We're basically I, I'm gonna have a feel I have a feeling only gonna go between our small hotel TJA Fridays and this mall, which are all within about a hundred feet of each other. So we might yeah, not even and hit yet them. and yet at the combine when you're only asked to cross one street to get from the okay. Indy downtown Indy tunnel system connected to our hotel and Lucas Oil Stadium. Non-stop complaints for that yeah. eight seconds that it takes to cross the street. Non-stop complaining from human beings. I need I need some input from the listeners on this one. You have mentioned that it would be a good pronouns. Idea. Mark has mentioned that it would be a good idea <laughs> to wear boots or to bring boots. I asked someone from Minnesota downstairs, Brooke. Her, she's from North Dakotas and Minnesota, all this stuff. She said. Hell yeah, she went out and she did, she did, she is an LA person. She went out and bought a low level pair of boots. I'm doing the same. Nice a little boot talk in the pod. Can we save it for the boot podcast? I have like a total hot foot, like wet shoes. Please. Speaking of boots uh, on the ground podcast. Speaking of what uh, Greg was referencing, I'll throw out another one. Number of drinks ingested by the Around the NFL podcast team, including Kevin Patra, who's going to be with us as we said from Monday on. 
at the TGI Fridays establishment connected to our hotel where we're staying. I'm not – this isn't like, oh, Joe, oh, we're going to have a million drinks. No. I want the number. I'm going to set the over-under at 99.5. For the entire week? Entire week. Now, let me put in – how did I come to this figure? Greg is not going to throw back a ton of drinks. Wes, this is not – Previous West. This no, is West on the mend. Diminished capacity. So I'm putting West kind of in the Greg territory. Oh, come on. That's an outrage. Yeah, like two or three drinks, uh, you know, you know, a night, not going uh, crazy. That's an insult. That's insulting. I apologize. I'm not trying to be I'll insulting. Be, I'll be under that. And um, Here comes the insult. You're going to – you're gonna you, uh, <laughs> talk about me as some sort of a no, workhorse. Mark's got 90 of them. <laughs> no, I, I think that you and I will probably be in the like, seems, similar territory. I, that seems incredibly yeah. low. I'm going to go over. I'll go and over then Patro will be in our team. Patro will be help. He'll be helping this one. So add it up, though. And remember, I, this is specifically at the TGI Fridays. There oh. Could be oh. other locations where we imbibe. Oh. But in that, the Fridays where we changes. are all planning I mean, to you're spend talking, a lot of time. I, I, I may go under because you're talking about, like, at least three or four of us having to knock off, like, five plus a night. Which yeah, I'm speak not for yourself. Yeah. I don't want to spend the whole time at TJ Fridays. The mall is right there, and there's a million places right there. We're five feet right, away. Well, we're going to be at the Fridays, Greg. I don't understand why we're you locked spend in time Fridays. with us. Oh, we're go, locked go in to the mall. Going to go sit in the food court with the other buddies? They got, they got, this mall's got everything. This, uh, <laughs> this Friday only thing, Friday's yeah. only thing, adds like a David Lynch layer of complexity to the. Interesting. I. I might go under two because if it's only Fridays, it also you like there's at least a ten percent chance that we you just don't like that Fridays and Possibly. decide to yeah. bag it for the whole. But week. we've done we've done some Yelp research. It's no, it's it's it seems very uh, very run of the mill. Yes, and it's going to be just like every other Fridays. <laughs> this uh, could also business. like vault up to one hundred and fifty. It easily could. It could. We could find it to be, and this is how I picture it in my mind as an optimist. Like it's gonna feel like our cheers. What if you get in there and it's hey, we already are we already friends with some waiters yeah, and waitresses there. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like this is our <laughs> place. So, it's our place. Yes, I'll have a ninth. This and Friday, suddenly, you know, <laughs> this Fridays is getting more uh, free pub than Head and Shoulders has all season. Is I'm Co- taking the over. Is Colleen on our team too? Uh, no, I don't have her on this just because she's gonna be staying downtown. Oh, she's talent. So I yeah, she's true talent. So. She might at some point end up with us, but I don't want to. I don't see her. Yeah. I don't see her going to Fridays. But she's maybe, she's know. not going to be with the unwashed masses where we are. All right, who, Mark, uh, I had an alcohol and alcohol and related okay. one too, but I will okay. I will save it. Go, you know, if you want to keep it rolling, yeah, I can. It, I'll, pack it rolling. It, I'll package, package it quickly. It. We don't need to discuss it at length. It's it's a little bit of a one team versus the other. Are these? High, do you have your little highlights on the text? Just on the overrunner part. Do we know Mark? Or do we know no Mark? Show three months away from being canceled. <laughs> the number of alcoholic drinks Dan and Mark consume. Interesting. Minus those imbibed by Wes, Lindsey Fulton, Greg, NFL Media's Mark Brady, uh, a shadowy figure, and Kevin Patra. I'm putting the over under at 20. So that would be what Dan and I do minus... A math equation. Yes, the rest. <laughs> okay. Who are the names? The again? others are Wes, Lindsey Fulton, you, Greg, you, NFL Media's Mark Brady... And Kevin Patra. So you add it all up. Like Interesting. That's, gotta, I'm, I'm going to go under because I'm going to count on Patra actually beating both of you. So then, I mean, he's in, a beer individually. That he, he, he's the right. winner of that whole group. And then you have the rest of us 
we just have to be within 20 of uh, the other one. So I like that. I like this one. I'm going under. This is running circles around my mind. Yeah. I can't even get involved with it. So I'll just well, this is, what All you need to know is if you yeah. want to win, you need to keep this drinking is, nonstop. Well, I, I'm not going to do that. Win the this is why some of these prop bets are, are trouble. You know, in Vegas, you can get some soft lines, they, they like to say. <laughs> I think some, some real wise guys are going to hammer this one, and Mark's going to be cleaned out. <laughs> are we actually betting money? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a real wild card here. I you think are. you are. Body's are. feeling night and day. I kept up with Mark the other night at, at, uh, at the Whaler. I don't, I don't know. We'll, yeah, we finally we'll got see. to... I got to meet uh, Pat Darty, Roto Pat on Twitter, my former Roto World uh, Evan coworker, Silva too. and then Evan Silva, who I have met before, but it was only like the third time. I tried to explain crazy. to uh, my wife Simone that I was going out to meet someone named Roto Pat, and it wasn't <laughs> like it took a little bit of explaining. But uh, my invite got lost in the mail. I guess. Uh, no, I believe I told you come join us. I got a text from Mark in the Uber. Oh, we're going over to meet up with those. It was guys. all. It was oh. I, that was when Mark. It was all very last minute. It was supposed. I to found be out night, minutes before, and yeah. then uh, it wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't going to work. Who reached out to you, Mark? Uh, <laughs> someone in this room. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that was because I saw you on the way out. It was me. Oh, it was yeah. me. Oh, who are you? Oh, we were getting lunch. <laughs> you were quickly. Day. It was automatically assumed. No, I was. Like, I was gonna text when, you. And when you I went to get it. lunch that day, Greg was on the phone. I was like, he was like, oh yeah, I don't know if Wes is available. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about. I won't worry about it. Probably <laughs> oh no. Oh. That wasn't like a nice thing to do. I would say Poor, to not invite me. Play the drop. Well, wasn't on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. Not a purpose. Hooray for our plan. It wasn't a thoughtful thing. <laughs> Interesting. I'll give you that. <laughs> Not thoughtful. Yeah, I would say you probably nailed that. All right, who's wow. up next? Uh, I hope you guys had fun, though. I was out of there. I, I needed to Did you get it. invited, Lindsay? Come on, let's be serious. I never get invited to anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So at least I wasn't totally alone. Just on this side of the glass. Well, it certainly wasn't a large party that you weren't invited to. Oh yeah, well, I I did like invite you. By the way, I as soon yeah, as I yeah, but it I've... wasn't really your you. I appreciated it. Okay, it wasn't necessarily like your. <laughs> I just, it wasn't I'm a just, thing. I'm just trying. Everyone's uh, always invited all the time. That's what I assume. I'm uh, never invited to anything because you just assume I don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna go. Okay, Greg. <laughs> all right, you're invited to TJ. It was It was a, a lack I've already of. Already forgotten. Uh, How about this? Well, it's clearly it's not, not. It's it's clearly forgotten, not. But noted. <laughs> oh no! Well, that, it's noted. Oh, is, no. That's way worse. Noted oh, is not no. forgotten. That's way worse. Oh. R.I.P. Greg. Who's up? Greg, you go ahead. Well, oh. it'll, it'll really go ahead, friend. It'll really come back to haunt me like in seven years. The next time I plan something. All right. So you plan something once every seven years, I didn't and plan you didn't it. invite me. We were supposed to go out <laughs> late night, and then uh, that didn't happen. It changed. Yeah, yeah. Greg, I would quickly get to your over under. But you reached out to Mark. <laughs> Mark, I saw on the way out, and it came oh. up. You know, I don't know. Cool, cool. I'm not really much of a planner like that. Yeah, I have no no shame. Okay, go ahead, buddy. It's not a Mrs. Like Dalloway over. over here. I was I was wondering if it was going to come up, and you know, once it came up, I figured I might as well Sink chime in. Teeth on it. into it. Yeah. Anybody it would have only been a matter of time. <laughs> it definitely was going to come up. Eventually. It definitely occurred. <laughs> to get it, over with it definitely occurred to me as I like left that evening. Oh, wow. and to be clear, and I told Wes this because Wes actually he read the tea leaves and he texted me that night. He's like, "Hey, buddy, just giving you a heads up. Uh, you know, sorry that you know you didn't really get invited, but uh, oh, give me a break. Well, then, then he should have invited. And you. then I replied. It was Wes's thing as much as anyone. And then I replied. I just got thrown under the bus. And, and then I replied. Please. I said. I, you know, I wasn't going to, I wouldn't have gone anyway, which is true because I had some dad stuff to do. Uh, but, you know, 
would have been nice to be invited. Yeah, I mean, even right. if you can't go, it would be nice to know that you were seen as part of the group. Were you happy to be invited? <laughs> I was. I was excited to meet Evan and Roto. Yeah, I, I would have loved to meet them too, or at least they, had the option. They delivered on. They delivered fully. They asked you about you many times. Oh. I will give you that. Oh. <laughs> they did ask about you. All it's right. a good thing. Where's Zeuser? Yeah. Hey, where is? Yeah, where was Zeuser? <laughs> It's a good thing I'm not as sensitive as this, or else think of all the things I would hold against you all. Wow. So I'm about a million different things. It's a fair point. (laughs) All right. So an over-under, Greg. It feels like a hard pivot to Nick Foles' over-under interception. I would suggest you put it in half. One and a half turnovers. Like Dan's not the only one who's noted things over the years. Yeah. guess so. One and a half turnovers for Nick Foles. That's the the question. (laughs) I feel like the show's over. (laughs) In some ways, it is. I'm going to go under. One and a half turnovers on Super Bowl Sunday? Remaining around the NFL podcast left in this world. <laughs> I, he, I think he's going to have a fumble, but he's, they're going to recover it. Mark's really trying to push it. Members, I, members on this podcast by this show next year. <laughs> one and a half. Over under. Push. Um, I will take the over. I believe Nick Foles will suck in, in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'll save most of my analysis for the game for the week, but that's what I feel. Hmm, okay. One and a half? That's according to Greg, yeah. Turnovers. I'll go with, yeah, I'll go with over. He's still Nick Foles. He's going to turn into a pumpkin at midnight. Do you, th- do you feel, Greg, that he's going to play well again? I think he's played well. I think he played well. He's playing a much easier defense this week than he did last week. Uh, yeah, not quite as easy as the Raiders' defense, in which he was like 0 for 14 on third downs. That game, that game's ancient history, right? What do you got, Wes? Oh, was last week's. You got anything else? W- one more over under? Yeah, if you got it. All right, over under meetups with podcast fans. Mm. Put you on the spot, baby. I'm going one. I'm willing to do. I will go. Many. I mean, in terms of it, like not just like randomly. Like a someone? tweet up, like we did in San Francisco. Yeah. I would go push. I say one. I would. I would strongly. I would personally Certainly go. I would, I would set it in half. Second. Set it in half. So either yes or no, right? I'll go over. Unless you're doing yeah. multiples. I'll do it. I'll do three. <laughs> well, we gotta pick, we gotta get you to Sunday, Wes. We gotta get you to Super Bowl Sunday. Well, two of those they have to come to Fridays. Okay. I have to think I, about this. I will. I will do one. I, one sounds good. Like a one organized <laughs> one. Well, because I think it's easier just to do. We don't have a lot of free nights. It's not a. When would this? We would have to. When would this be? We'd have to plan it. Well, it was was it Friday the other time? It, it was Friday. It was Can Friday. we outsource the planning to someone else? Mm. Mm. Well, that's part of the. I would say, yeah, I would, I, in the Mall of America, maybe somewhere. How about that? That'd be crazy. I like that. Yeah, Greg so, doesn't seem wild. TGI Fridays is our enclave. It's our like. That's our special layer. little place. Yeah. Okay, that's so, fair. So we, we. I'm gonna go under because Hans has said we're never doing that again after the last time. <laughs> so that's what I'm going. <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. It was a little overwhelming the first time, but it was great to see the fans. And since Wes put it on the spot, uh, yeah, I'm in. Count me in. There we go. Let's do it. Greg? You did say that, though. Why are you saying you didn't say that? I love the bombs being thrown back. <laughs> you're invited to, Dan, you're invited. I don't mind. I mean, I was pretty uh, much on that is, side of things, This too. is all the script, too, Greg, hitting out now. Greg, are you going <laughs> to join us or not? It depends which night. I guess. Friday night? Well, we don't know. Up in the air. But yes, end of the week when your responsibilities are yeah. shutting down to some degree. All right. One more, Mark. Take us home. All right. Please get a, us this to is, the end of the show. This is on the Patriot fan Erica Tamposi front. Ooh. 
the number of Erica-generated Justin Timberlake-related tweets, <laughs> plus the number of times Erica tweets her beloved Amy Schumer drinking the giant glass of white wine, G-off, plus the number of <laughs> tweets where Erica sends out photos of herself in various Patriots gear asking us to pick which one we like best, plus the number of tweets where Tamposi slams Eagles fans, plus the number of tweets where she mentions Emma VP. Now, for clarity's sake, this over-under count begins Monday morning, mm-hmm. and it concludes one hour, after the, one hour after the Super Bowl to get her little bragging and if they win and all that mm-hmm. business, or her outrageous anger. Moreover, these are tweets coming from her official work Twitter account, at Tamposi NFL, not that mysterious... L.A. socialite burner account she Yeah, that's has a weird thing with Erica. Uh, Over under, I'm putting it 57. Well, if you follow Erica on Twitter, you know it's crazy. And she tweets dozens of times during any Patriot game. So the Super Bowl, unless she's busy, she but I don't busy. imagine she will be, actually. Now I'm thinking about what, what she'd probably be doing during the game. Maybe she would have some type of work to do. But I think she, I'm going to say over. I think she's going to be going nuts on Twitter because she's also going to seize the moment. She likes that the show has kind of helped to build a Erica fan base, and she's going to lean into that on Super Bowl Sunday and go nuts with her Geoffs. Fair analysis. I think there might be 57 Geoffs of uh, Amy Schumer (laughs) drinking wine alone. Mm, I'm going to go over. Yeah, Yeah, over feels good. Um, All right. Casper. Oh, yeah. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time with three mattress models. The original Casper, the Wave, and the essential Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool, regulate your body temp throughout the night, and it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that, sized box. How they do that? Size. It, it is box. mysterious. With free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that they can uh, be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life in line sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get 50 bones toward your select mattresses, toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash around NFL and use around NFL at checkout. That's casper.com slash around NFL offer code around NFL for 50 bones off your per- mattress purchase. That's half a rock to use little Keith Hans's parlance terms and conditions apply. How do they do that? I don't know, man. It's amazing. I'd buy one. Find out. See firsthand. All right. Let's get them on the line right now. Last year, it was Connor Orr. This year, it's Kevin Patra in Hawaii. Actually, well, it's not Hawaii, so let's lose that, Lindsay. Let's get some Orlando. I'm thinking like turn of the millennium, little new metal. Orlando's known for new metal. Sounds about right. This feels Florida to me. This is Florida. Just a bunch of ugly concrete in the middle of a state. <laughs> we might be back there. For Patra, owners meeting. What's up, buddy? Hey. Welcome. Hey, hey, what's going on? Back to the Around the NFL podcast. How you doing, pal? I am doing phenomenal, as always. Right now, I'm staring outside my uh, hotel window at uh, two giraffes mowing on some leaves and uh, a bull right off the side deck here. 
So you paint the picture where you are exactly. Where, where is your residence? Where are you staying? Did you just say you're burning some leaves? No, no, no. Giraffes are eating, mowing down on some okay. leaves. I'm not burning anything. Okay. That's good. I am at, um, I was put up at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. How about that? Uh, a nice Disney resort. That's cool. Far away from the players. You know, it used to be back, because Patrick, you've covered a bunch of these going back to the Hawaii days. In the good old days, they'd actually put you in the hotel with the players, and you'd be sharing pool time and daiquiris and talking books with Brown centers. Alex Mack, he was hanging out. Yeah, yep. but but now they kind of they. Is it because of our humble NFL media uh, leanings well, over the network? What I about network about, talent? They heard about my uh, my discussion with Alex Mack last time. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to keep all of that to the minimum. I'm sure they don't want any book talk going on. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, uh, Jane Slater, the wonderful Jane Slater from NFL uh, Network, is up at the Player Hotel and getting to go to the all, all the after-hour events. Oh, they got, love it. Um, they have put me out here in the boondocks. I'm sure if Greg had come in my spot, he'd probably be rooming with Jalen Jalen Ramsey. So, you know, <laughs> I'd rather be with the drafts. It actually sounds like a pretty good spot. You should have, like, went in Jane Slater's luggage. Just anything to get <laughs> um, you into the hotel. That sounds creepy. I don't know if, the, if that's the policy. I think it's new policy about that sort of thing, Dan. Yeah, that's a good point, Kev. Uh, so what is what has been the scene there? I know you – so you've been covering uh, the practices. Like, take us through if, – if someone has never really known how it works to cover a Pro Bowl, like, what are you doing over there? Basically, you know, guys are just having fun, mostly goofing off. Um, I mean, the most entertaining thing is Sean Payton hired uh, Drew Brees' uh, sons as ball boys. So you got these, like, three little runts running around, like, two feet tall around mammoths, like, uh, you know, Jared Goff and such, just switching out the balls. And most of the time they're just having fun. You know, they talk about getting the terminology right, but most of the time Mm. the players are just messing around with each other, gagging on each other. And it only lasts for about 45 minutes. And then they sign autographs, we talk to them, we chat with the players, that sort of stuff. Are they in it's good spirits? Like it, it seems pr- problematic if, like, Kaleche Osemele steamrolls Drew Brees' six-year-old son. Like, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. You, one would think. <laughs> so today, in fact, it's actually funny. Like, two of the kids that like, got in a wrestling match, you know, brothers do. You know, one of the older one, like, had the other one in a headlock. And they start, like, almost rolling toward toward the players mm. that are, you know, they're not paying attention. They just took the snap, Drew Brees fades back. And, like, Sean Payton went in and swooped them back and, like, yanked them backwards before they got ran over. Are there any players there, like, being around these guys that, I don't know if it's either their physique, like, their makeup or their personality that completely changed your opinion of one of these uh, so-called stars? Um, physique? Uh, Johnny Hecker is a huge man for a punter, by the he way. He is Johnny. We saw that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah we, we were saying at the Coliseum. We had the same thing. We were on the field at the end of the game, and as he was jogging to the tunnel, it was remarkable what a beast he was. Yes, he's huge. Andrew Whitworth is another ginormous man, along with Joe Staley. I mean, the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen always strike me as because you know, you know, you can't tell from the camera angle. No matter you know, all twenty-two regular folks. You can't tell how ginormous these guys are until you see them in person. So you are now going to go. You're not actually covering the game. You're going to stop back nope. in Sugartown, Chicago, and then hop on a plane to get to Minneapolis to do a full week of Super Bowl coverage. So this, these are busy times for uh, Kevin Patrick coming at you. It is. It is a busy time. You know, my fiance is not happy about it. I have chores <laughs> to do. 
So, what is the big day? But now's the time to leave, though, for a couple of weeks. There's no kids involved. That's I mean, true. Uh, uh, but I know I can imagine that she wouldn't be happy. You get used to a little Kevin Patra. You uh, want it all the time. Yeah. Get a taste. You want some more. Yeah. How about learn to win the power struggle? <laughs> <laughs> the power struggle with the NFL has never won, Mark. Okay. Okay. So well, that's just even. Um, all right. So here's the good news. Kevin Patra is going to be. Like I said, at Super Bowl week. So he's going to be on our Thursday show next week. Um, uh, so we're going to get more Patrick in our lives. And then we could really have a chance, Kevin, to, to dig into the uh, situation with Nick Shook and, and some of the whispers <laughs> that maybe he's been coming for your crown and, and where you stand oh, on he's, that. He's, he's got the crown. I, I, we, can do, we can discuss that later. One thing about the Pro Bowl, if anybody's going to watch, my X-Factor, Farrell Cooper. Mm. That's my X-Factor. I think he's been working a lot with the offense. I think that some of the higher-profile wide receivers are going to sit out, punt returner, huh. and scoring touchdown as a wide receiver. Where else are um, you getting people yeah. expected analysis? <laughs> yeah, best return guy in the league and uh, wants to make up for kind of giving away that playoff game. Get to the desert Bingo. as quickly as possible. Kevin Patra, thank you so much, buddy, and we will see you. And, by the way, you're involved with a, a very important TGI Friday-related over-under uh, that we will uh, clue you in on once you get to uh, Mini with us. Bingo. All right, will buddy. Do. See ya. See, See ya, buddy. All right, there goes Patra. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to ask another question. You got big plans for the new year? Uh, no, the new year, like upcoming, yeah, like yeah, eleven months from now. Yeah, uh, let's see what happens. A lot, we could all be, uh, you know, who knows what could happen. All right, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea <laughs> into a unique website, showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch. Use the offer code AROUND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, baby. All right, so here's the deal. Again, no show this Sunday. It's the first uh, first time we don't have a Sunday show since the first week of September uh, because we will be traveling. We will have a Tuesday audio show. Uh, we will have a late Thursday uh, audio show and, a, of course, the big one, the flagship Sunday uh, Super Bowl Sunday night recap show uh, in, in addition to a video-only show that will air on Friday on NFL.com. So, so much good stuff coming. Thank you for listening, uh, and uh, let's, let's, get, let's get things going. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go to Minnesota, baby. Yeah. Stan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman, the old boss, Lindsey Fulton behind the glass. Till Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.